Hey, beautiful people. It's your host, Miss Fee, with another episode of Child Care Conversations with Miss Fee. This platform was created to give entrepreneurs an opportunity to uplift, inspire, and build other entrepreneurs. So sit back and enjoy the conversation. Hey, beautiful people. It's your girl, Miss Fee, and I'm here with a very dear friend of mine, and I am so excited. It is our very first episode of Child Care Conversations with Miss Fee. I'm here today with Miss Vonnie. Hi, Miss Vonnie. How you feeling today? Hey, Miss V. I'm doing all right. How about yourself? Feeling good. Feeling good. First, I want to thank you for joining me on my very, very first episode. We also have our producer here in the room, Chuck, and we want to give you a big shout out. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Miss Vonnie. Tell us what you do for a living. So as everyone knows now, my name is Vonnie Thomas. I own and operate Unique Little Hands Child Development Center located at 3000 Godwin Boulevard, Suffolk, Virginia. All right. All right. So what made you decide to become an entrepreneur? Well, I worked in corporate America. I'm a person who had so many jobs. I was a counselor for a substance abuse facility. I worked at a psychiatric facility before. I worked at a detention home before as a counselor. As a matter of fact, I worked locally here at the Barry Robinson Center um, for several years. And then I moved to corporate America and I worked for Norfolk Southern Railroad for 16 years and I did a variety of jobs. I started in customer service. I was an economic analyst. I was an intermodal operations supervisor. And then my last job, I was a coach and trainer in the human resources department, but I never really felt fulfilled. And so I think a lot of times people move based on negative experiences in different places. And so um, like so many moms... I had a problem with childcare. The railroad was a place where you didn't know what time you were going to get off work. Mm -hmm. And so I paid a lot of late fees, those expensive late fees, trying to make it from my job in downtown Atlanta out to the suburbs where I lived. And based on all my experiences dealing with my children and dealing with childcare facilities, I decided I wanted to do it and I wanted to do it better. All right. Then the care I had received for my children. And I would also like to say that I have a daughter with cerebral palsy. She's 31 and she's like a three-year-old. And even finding a facility that was willing to take care of her was very difficult. And the irony about that is that she was the easiest child to take care of, of the four children that I have. Okay, so is your center equipped to handle children with special needs? Yes. Okay, tell me a little bit about that. So the first thing that I believe is that you should try to meet people where they are, just like God meets us where we are. Okay. So people don't pick their kids. So it's not really just about someone being a special needs child. It's also about many different behaviors. Um, One of the things that we have at our facility is we have a lot of military families. A lot of military families move in that part of Suffolk because you can get more house for your money. Okay. So children go through emotional changes and issues. For example, when a father leaves the house and they're out to sea for six months. And so when I think of special needs, I don't just put it in a box to think about the person in a wheelchair like my daughter. All children have special needs. 
all children have special circumstances. So the way that I approach situations is I'm not a miracle worker. So sometimes I do have to accept the fact that we cannot care for a child. But when I meet a family and I meet a child, no matter what the circumstances are, we're going to do everything we can to help that child thrive in our environment. And that means we're going to adapt to the child, not have the child to adapt to our environment. Okay. And so we are equipped. We have social workers from Blakely Weaver now coming to our facility. All right. Um, and we want to meet the needs of as many children as we can. And so I think that's a mindset. It's a mindset that we have that's different. Okay. Than uh, some of the other facilities that are around. Okay. And have you experienced a lot of challenges in being your own owner, being an entrepreneur? And just to go back a little bit, you need little hands. Is it in a lease space? No, or? we own the building. We own that space. You asking me about challenges. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. The amazing thing about doing something that God told you to do, you better believe that the enemy is going to come and is going to attack you on every front, uh, even the home front. Mm -hmm. Right. And so we, you know, you go to church and you hear about people saying, you know, sometimes the people closest to you, you know, they create the biggest obstacles. Okay. And so I have gone through all of those things. I have a really good friend, uh, Shelly Baker Scott. She owns a company over in Hampton, a business. And one of the things that she told me was she said, uh, before I started, she said, every day do something for your business. I don't care if it's as simple as search a business name okay. to see if it's available. Get an EIN number. You drop in information. You drop in keys. I don't care how small it is. But if you do something to open your business every day, then one day your business will open. I thought that was just a jewel to hear that. That was a nugget that to this day I, I really remember and I'll never forget. And I always tell people that same piece of information that was told to me. I think... Obstacles can also come finding employees, uh, money, all of those things. And what I would say about those things is as you grow and as you keep doing what God told you to do, you build confidence. And so now when those things come, I can still sleep at night. All right. Because at some point you mature and you understand that God got you. Okay. And so I feel that I have come full circle and I have more confidence. But I would say to anyone out there who wants to start a child care facility or start any business, when the enemy comes, keep your faith. If you know that God told you to do it, do it. And surround yourself with people who are positive, people who believe in you. And that may not be the people closest to you. It might even be a person that you never met. And so just make sure that you meet positive people who believe in what you're doing and don't let anything get in your way. All right. I hope you had your notebook out. I hope you wrote down these keys to success and we appreciate you for sharing those jewels with us. Now, if you was given the opportunity to go back and do something different, is there something that you would do different? And if so, what is that? And what would you do different? I think that the one thing that I would do is before I opened a child care facility, I had never worked in one. Okay. I never had one. Right. So I think that I would have gone to other facilities locally and maybe just spent some time just observing 
Um, I say that because when I started the business, I had this little cocky attitude. Like I was like, you know, I might not know about childcare, but I know about managing people. All right. Right. Because I had done that before, you know, and I know about how things should be. I have a master's degree in organization leadership. So I'm thinking, you know, hey, I'm gonna do I'm gonna, I'm gonna really do a good job when it comes to that and my employees gonna love me and I'm gonna do all these things. Well, when I was interviewing teachers in the beginning, a lot of them would be upset saying that they didn't have enough autonomy for simple things like they'll say, well, we got a letter of the day at our center. We Mm -hmm. can't even pick the letter of the day. They didn't have the autonomy and the ability to be creative in their jobs. They felt that they were micromanaged a lot. So the experienced teachers, of course, I'm running out of money kind of now, right? So Mm -hmm. I don't have the money to hire the most experienced people. So what I did was I hired people who may have been straight out of school, Mm -hmm. right? But then I'm treating them like experts, Right. I'm giving them too much autonomy. Mm -hmm. Right. Because Mm -hmm. when you're young and when you first start something, you want direction. You don't have the experience to be creative and to make things up on your own. And so I had a lot of a high turnover at first. Okay. And so one of the things I wish I would have talked to some people who were owners and gone in and observed and talked to them about the challenges. So I didn't have to necessarily learn everything the hard way on my own. The learning curve those first two years was really steep okay. because I had never had any experience so operating would, that type of business. Okay. So you would have went into a center or went in to visit different locations and kind of observe and maybe shadowed if you could. Exactly. All right. All right. I like that. And I heard you touch base a couple times or you mentioned a couple times about funding and funding resources. How were you able to obtain different types of funding or resources just to help get started? Well, I had a situation where I had a free fall of money. Wow. That came my way. Okay. And I had been praying. I was unhappy in corporate America, being an African-American woman in a male-dominated business. Okay. Um, I was very unhappy. And I got in an accident. And I used that and even wiped out my 401k. I banked everything on my business. I'm not telling other people to go do that. But I'm telling you my story. Right. And so that's what I did. But I had the faith because even down to the building. So let me let me tell you a story about the building. So I was praying one night and I was just asking God because the home front didn't really want me to start the business. There was a lot of opposition in the in the home front. So I was praying one night and I went on the Internet and I looked at this building and the building was for sale. Okay. Which I didn't have enough money to buy a building, right? I'm just trying to get a lease. So I called the realtor and he said he was going to contact the owner to see if they would lease. He contacted them. He called me back and he said, they don't want to lease. They want to sell. And so I was like, that's great, dad, you know. Mm -hmm. And I felt like God was telling me that that was my building. Okay. But then I felt like, you know, is this really, you know, you go into the doubt mode, Mm -hmm. right? At the first no or the naysayers. So I was like, oh my goodness, you know, this this is weird. And I kept going back to the building. So I had a friend, I talked to a friend about it the following day. And he said, I know an African-American female that has a building on 460 and she's kind of going bankrupt. She's in a bind and she really needs someone to lease her building. Mm -hmm. So I contacted his friend and we started moving forward. I went before city council about the building. Well, 
at the end of the day, city council told me that it would cost $250,000, somewhere around there, to put a turning lane in Okay. where it was located. So, you know, that was another problem. So the next day, I get up and I'm having coffee and I start crying, right? And I'm like, God, is this really what you want me to do? Is this really what you want to do? Something said, call the realtor back. Mm -hmm. Now, I had just talked to that realtor and it was probably about a six-week interim between the first call to the realtor and I called him and he said it's crazy that you called me I talked to the Thackers yesterday and they said they would lease to you all right and I was trying to find your number and so as crazy as that is I ended up getting the original building that God told me was mine that was meant for you yes wow wow well I really enjoyed this conversation I thank you for your time. I thank you for your honesty. Again, big shout out to you. Name of your location again? Unique Little Hands, located at 3000 Godwin Boulevard, Suffolk, Virginia. All right. Thank you for being my very first guest on Child Care Conversations with Miss Fee. I look forward to us coming back around and doing this again. Sounds great. Have a great day, beautiful people.